today on Fuzzy Logic, we're talking about pain. What causes it? Why is it good for you? Why is it bad for you? And we even have a pain test happening with your very brave Fuzzy Logic presenters. All that coming up today, your science on a Sunday, right here on Fuzzy Logic. Good morning, Canberra, and welcome to Fuzzy Logic, your science on a Sunday broadcasting out on 2XXFM Community Radio, 98.3 FM on the dial, or you may be tuning in online at 2XXFM.org.au. My name is Broderick, and it's a pleasure to have you tuning in today to hear some amazing signs. Uh, thanks very much to Irish Voice for the show beforehand, uh, but we're going to make our way over from the country of Ireland into the world of science, and to help us with that today, uh, I've got Phoebe with me in the studio. Good morning, Phoebe. Good morning, everybody. How's your week been? A painful one? Yes, you know, researching for this, I've been getting in many accidents, not necessarily on purpose, just because I'm horribly clumsy. Ah, right. You know, those sort of ones where you bang your elbow and everybody laughs, oh, oh, oh you hit a funny bone, and it's funny for everyone but you. Yeah. Those sort of things. Yeah. So. I, I broke my humorous once. It, it wasn't very... No one's laughing. Humorous, yeah, but it's true, I did. Really? It, it, yeah, everyone made that joke the whole time I had my arm up. <laughs> it was terrible. The was worst... it in a cast? Uh, no, no, because it was broken so far up into the shoulder, they couldn't put it in a cast, so I just had to have it in a sling and let it hang. Oh, you um, didn't even get to, people to, to sign it I know, it was disappointing. That was, that's the glory point of breaking a, yeah. a body well, the, the, the weirdest part was I had to wear it under my shirt because uh, they wanted it to be pinned to my body as best it, as it could. So and you just looked down. horribly lumpy. So I looked, for... I looked like I had one arm and a weird chest for the whole time. <laughs> it was strange. But uh, not, not particularly painful. Not really? Particularly painful. How did yeah. you do it? I, I was playing football. I, um, oh. I, I ran um, running along the oval. Uh, it was actually after a goal had been scored, just running through the goal square. It was muddy. I slipped and uh, did, you know, the old banana peel type slip. Wow, and I thought that was going to be a really masculine story. No. Like, I collided with another guy and we were running at 100 k's an hour and then broke everything. And no, slipped, all. landed on my shoulder broken humerus um mm. swelled up pretty quick but uh, no not not can't remember too much pain i remember it was difficult to move like when it first happened but yeah. so just inconvenient just inconvenient more than anything mm. yeah yeah but uh, you know that's that's my uh, my painful memories <laughs> airing <laughs> them today on radio getting them out um but yes as we mentioned in the intro we are going to be talking about pain today mm. and uh, we're going to be talking about why it's good for you why it's bad for you what's actually going on it when seems cruel that it's good for us, but we will get into that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But to, to help us through today, we have a, a special guest joining us in the studio too. He's a uh, paramedic. His name is Liam. Good morning, Liam. Welcome to Fuzzy. Good morning, Phoebe and Rod. Thanks for having me on the show. No uh, worries. It's, it's good to have you here because you've kind of got that real-life pain experience as a paramedic. As in seeing. Oh, it's seeing. Believing. Yeah, not just... <laughs> it's not pain... Well, it might be painful being a paramedic. I don't know. But oh, yeah. Let's good. find out. Well, uh, I guess one of the most painful things is can be the jokes. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Just leave now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you still can. Well, well what's the, why they call it the funny bone? Because it's connected to your humerus. Oh. Yeah. You guys were talking about it before. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice link. Uh, dear. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because you probably, that that's your job, isn't it? I mean, I know paramedics do a lot to... to bring um, people into hospital for situations. But in general, you'd just be driving out to someone in pain. Yeah, the majority of the calls we do go to are pain-related, um, and it is managing the acute episodes of pain um, yeah. and making them as comfortable as possible so they can get further definitive treatment um, at a hospital. But yeah. does it ever get to the point, I mean, you must rock up at somebody's house and sort of walk in there, but do you know where you're going because you hear sort of like, ah, 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 that, that sort of thing? You know where to go? It's, it's not... Usually that blood-curdling. Um, it's more just the groans. You knock on the door. It's like, oh, hello, is anyone here? Oh, I'm at the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just kind of follow the moans. And yeah. There they yeah. are, like, curled around the toilet or oh. in the backyard with a broken arm or leg or something like that. Yeah. Broken something. Yeah. What's the goriest thing you've ever seen? Goriest thing I've ever seen? Um... I, um I'm not too sure. Like, oh, wow, it, it's all just a blur. Yeah, yeah, it kind of... 
does blur it all into one. Oh, yeah. okay. So, but you were saying um, before we went on that you find that it's not uh, that seeing it is okay, but you don't like watching, you know, those sort of fail videos where people yeah, are getting Yeah, so hurt. I don't mind going to the after effect of um, people being stupid. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you watch those fail videos, if you watch those fail videos online, um, yeah, I, I get cringy over that. That just means work for you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why you just, yeah, yeah. Worried that there's more work. No, just, I, get, <sighs> I get cringy over those videos too. Actually, we might have a look at empathetic pain a bit later on because mm. it's, it's a genuine thing. Um, but if we, if we take a look at what pain actually is like when it's occurring in us, I mean, there's a few different ways that it's a really complicated thing that's going on. But, um, you know, it's a bit of a warning signal that something's damaged when, when it's happening. Um, or it's, it's the body way of telling you something's wrong, something to, to react to. Um, but basically, the thing I find strangest about pain is it's, it's all in your head, really. It's, it's all a brain signal as, as to what's going on. Well, especially if it's a head injury. Actually, that's funny because the brain itself doesn't feel pain. So you can have an open skull and you can be sitting there poking someone's brain and they oh. won't actually feel it because it doesn't have pain receptors, the brain itself. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... That's that's one of the bizarre things. The epicenter of pain itself that processes every other external pain can't actually feel pain itself. Wow. I, I wonder if that's yeah. because it could like short circuit if if you know like you, you had pain. I think it's going because your brain, brain is a jerk. Well, no, I, I think it's it's a good mechanism though. But yeah, I mean that's literally what's happening is is when we feel pain is it's those pain receptors that are sending signals out, um, and they're called nociceptors um, is is the scientific name for them. But they're basically danger detectors. Uh, oh, that sounds much better. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, and, it, and it's and it's sending um, out signals. So when um, your brain's evaluating information, um, it includes that data from uh, your nociception system. It's getting those signals coming through. But there's also other things that. Um, the brain uh, looks at in there, such as um, what's actually going on around you and what the situation is, um, as as to whether um, as to how much pain it's going to send out there. What do you mean? Um, Your brain takes in the context and then that's right shoots out pain as it needs. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. As so in that, context, yeah, as yeah. in the injury that's right. you've got, so, or yeah, as no, in no, context, as in um, previous exposure to what's happening oh. around you, cultural and social norms and beliefs. So you. Uh, you might be more sensitive to a previously injured knee right. um, because your brain is um, always uh, getting signals from that knee and it's very aware that it has to protect that knee because things go wrong with it. Oh. Um, yeah, and so it takes into account what's going on around you uh, to give that, that signal. Um, yeah, and, and look, the, the, the interesting thing is when that pain is uh, sent up to the brain... Um, the, the brain produces that pain signal for you. And when it produces that pain, it's actually giving a best guess as to where that pain's happening. Okay, so it doesn't give a definitive where. Well, it's like, oh, yeah, it is my knee. It's just like, it's around that general area. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Do something about it. Well, and, and this is why it, it's pretty good at telling the right spot. Like, you know, you stab your finger with a pin. It tells you you've got pain in your, your finger. Mm. Like, it's mm. pretty good. But occasionally you can get um, referred pain, mm. um, yep. which is where you've got pain in your leg, but it's your back that's actually feeling something wrong, but the brain's just getting that signal wrong there. Yeah, that's like uh, people who have experienced heart attacks. They have that pain down their arm or pain up into their, uh, like their jaw um, or into the back that's referred, that's referred to as referred pain. Um, oh. And that's an uh, overlap when the body's developing an embryonic stage that these pain pathways can, I think, overlap. Yeah. Um, and that's why you get that kind of referred pain in different areas to what's going on. Ah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But surely, again, with the context you were talking about, like if you pricked your finger with a pin... Your brain's watching you do it. It's going to be like, well, I know how to deal with this one. Yeah. But whereas a heart attack, it's sort of like, I'm, I'm new to this. I don't know. Mm. No, definitely confusing. Yeah, yeah. But that's interesting where sometimes you also have to visualize the incident to actually process the pain. So some people will break their arm and not even know. And then when they look down and look at it, 
then the pain starts because they actually oh, get yeah. that visual process going on. Yeah. yeah. Really, really crazy stuff. Mm. And and the the signals that we're getting from our, our body are, you know, responding to stimuli um, that's happening out there. But the, the stimuli that, you know, some of it we don't think of, like heating up, we can completely understand, you know, burning yourself, getting hot. We've got to respond to that. We don't want to burn ourselves. Um, you know, getting squashed, squeezed, pulled, pinch, that's in there too, but... But one of the other signals that it responds to is um, uh, a chemical signal, so getting acidic. So, for example, when you have, like, the lactic acid build up inside your body um, when you've been cycling for ages and ages and you're just <laughs> moving and moving and that lactic acid build up, that's a pain signal that's being sent through there because your, your body's nociceptors, those danger detectors, are saying, hey, there's something building up here. This, this isn't good. Yeah, uh, and your muscles oh. get fatigued. And if you keep going, you might injure yourself even further. So it's just to say that. But so then, then you get why, that, well, why do personal trainers always say work through the pain? Work through the pain. Because they want you to you injure, can, them, injure yeah, yourself? Yeah, no, because they know it's a safe level. But also um, you develop, you can develop, say, runner's high or exercise's high is where your brain overrides that with um, endorphins, releases endorphins. Um, I think and, that's a myth, just personally. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, just for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the theory behind why people get that is so when uh, back in the day when we were chasing stuff across planes we could run for a long time um and then we start to get that pain receptor but then our body's like no you gotta keep going so i'll reward you with feeling good so you can get that animal um and hunt it down wow and that's that's interesting brain is a cruel mistress well it's designed to to help us exist in it's designed to help itself because it just happens to be residing in our in us but it, it is also designed to look after us. Like those pains that we feel when we have a lactic acid build-up, they're, they're there to, to protect ourselves. Mm. You know, as you said, you want people to push through the pain. But, you know, in cases, for example, when you've got a sprained ankle or something like that, you feel that, that sprained ankle pain signal. Your brain is telling you, hey, that's painful. So it's trying to make you not walk on that ankle. Mm. If, if the next day that ankle's still not better, it's still inflamed, the brain is still going to send those pain signals out there to let you know, you know, if you walk on this ankle, you're going to do more damage. So don't do it. But then what about those, like, you know, random day-to-day pains you would get? Or the pains you got as a kid where, you know, your parents would just be like, oh, it's probably just growing pains, suck it up sort of thing. You, you know, what about those sort of things? Your brain just randomly is like, oh, there's a pain there. That's probably fine. It's probably yeah, fine. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Like, oh. And we do get, like, as a paramedic, we do get called to people who experience just random pain. And like, it's the most intense pain they've ever felt. And by the time we arrive, it's gone. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, well, we can just take you up for investigation. We don't have to do any interventions. Wow, um, that's crazy. Like, yeah. Well, I guess most doctors would sort of say, does this thing impact on your day-to-day life like more than 80%? If not, then it's... I mean, eighty percent. Well, I just pulled that figure out of the air. But do you know what I mean? If, if, it's, if it's not heavily yeah. impacting your day to day, then it's probably going to be okay. Yeah, but I mean, the the pain signals that we get as kids, I wonder, and this is me purely hypothesizing here, but I wonder if that's our body trying to learn what pain signals are right and what pain signals are wrong. Well, like, right. yeah, 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 it, it could be things hypothesis. going on. Yeah, 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 going on in our body, and it's like, hmm, I think that's pain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put pain out there. Um, and then when you around you go, well, there's nothing here that's causing me pain. Um, there's clearly a wrong signal here. That's it, why it, it you learns. always see kids randomly yelping in the streets. <laughs> no, I think that's just kids being oh. kids. <laughs> yeah. But random pain. because you chase them down with a car. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. But, you know, random pain, I had... Um, uh, and this is going to sound like a friend of a friend of mine, but it is someone I actually know. Um, she's well, it's a Canberra. So a, 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 <laughs> everyone a, has everyone's oh, a friend no, no, of a Adelaide, friend. Adelaide, oh. um, a family friend in Adelaide, and she would experience random pains um, in different areas of her body, and they'd be really intermittent. She wouldn't know when it happens. She went to the doctor, and the doctor was just like, I. I don't know. I can't do anything. He he thought it was a a, a false pain um, yep. that's being generated, but he found it really weird that it was it was going around different parts of her body. Um, and then uh, finally, they managed to track it down. And I'm not sure how they actually tracked it down, but what they found was it was she was a, a did a lot of embroidery. Mm. And she'd accidentally <gasps> put one of her embroidery needles <gasps> into her leg. And it was moving around her body. Oh, no. Yeah. It was just travelling around. Just travelling around. Yeah, yeah. And so this was the reason why yeah. she was getting random pains. Travelling where? Like in a... 
muscle? I, I'm not sure whether it was in, in a, a muscle blood? or the blood. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it would have to be in the muscle system because um, in the blood supply that would be a lot more dangerous and it would end up in your heart eventually. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so yeah. Just, just moving around um, in different places and so that's why she was feeling random pain. But, I mean, that would be really strange for your body to be dealing with that because it's like I've got something going on in here. There's, there's things going on, but I don't quite know where this signal is. That is crazy. Actually, on that note, like I have a friend and he he got some glass in his foot years and years and years ago and it's the same thing. Like the problem is you can't see glass in what X-ray. x-rays and okay. that sort of thing. Yeah. So they they can't find it or and he he knows it's still in there because he'll take a step some days and be like ow 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 because it's just moving around yeah. in Ugh. his foot. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun. I feel like this is a good time to talk about Pain empathy because I am just like oh, cringing <laughs> you're, you're at that cringing. needle story. Well, I mean, oh. pain, pain empathy is an interesting one because um, you know a lot of people would say they they feel other people's pain um, and, and I, not just in a sort of phrase like oh I feel, I feel your pain, pain yeah but I don't really care yeah. no and it's interesting because like um, my dad can uh, go white quite easily um, if someone talks about their pain. Um, he really? said, yeah, he said, oh, okay. he said he's had it in different situations, but yeah, he could just feel if someone was talking about an accident that that happened to them and he just started going white and mum always likes to tell the story that he went green during, um, uh, my birth. <laughs> <laughs> she saw it just travel down his face. Um, so I don't know whether that was just pain or, or something else happening there. Or the but... fear of uh, becoming a father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you, you turned out okay, Brian. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, this empathetic pain um, has actually been studied by um, some researchers at Monash University and Caulfield Hospital in Melbourne. And what they've actually found is that this the feeling of someone's pain it's it's not just a, a mental thing. We're actually there's actually physiological processes that are happening in our body um, associated with this um, this empathetic or vicarious pain. Um, and so people who are naturally prone to it, which is about 20 to 30% of the population, like that's much higher than I thought, mm. um, they'll usually experience pain in the same part of the body where the other person is experiencing it, um, which is it's kind of weird. And the test that they did was, was quite interesting. Um, they, uh, they only investigated women in the test, um, but they picked about half of them who had this vicarious pain um, and used an ECG to measure the patient's heart rates as they watched short video clips uh, from football matches. Um, so I'm assuming AFL because the study was done in yeah, Melbourne. Bit, oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were just big football fans. <laughs> well, no, because what they did was they, they played two different versions of the clips uh, for, for different people. So some of the clips had happy guys running around, high-fiving, kicking goals, and some of them had players on the ground with quite painful injuries. Oh. Yeah. And so participants who are prone to that vicarious pain reported feeling shooting sensations or dull aches when they saw the footballers being injured. So it's not oh. it's not like the exact pain that the yeah, person yeah. is going through because I was just thinking like if one of these people so you know in movies where it's like bad guys and good guys and everyone's shooting at everybody and then somebody gets shot and he's like slumped on the ground and the other guy's like no don't leave me man don't leave me man what if that person had this pain empathy and is like oh man I too feel like I've been shot the person who has been shot dies wouldn't the other person die too if they were feeling it exactly the same way that to me is true empathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, to be honest, like death is the the ultimate stopping of all the pain. Wow, um, getting deep here. Well, right? yeah, it's, like, it's funny because that, that was actually something I was reading was that basically the way to stop all pain is death or unconsciousness. Oh, um, so the argument for euthanasia as yeah. well. You have people with terminal illness experiencing tremendous amounts of pain and um, feeling quite uncomfortable. Um, and one of the arguments is to what you're saying is to alleviate the suffering. Yeah. Mm. Oh, jeepers. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that well going back to like unconsciousness? Isn't that because if you if your body's dealing with so much pain, then you black out, and that's its way of managing that, I suppose. Because it's so painful that your brain just sort of 
overloads. That, that's what I think. You've probably got more practical experience yeah, with this, Liam. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. I haven't had anyone hooked up to, like, say, ECGs yeah. or blood pressure when I've seen someone pass out due to pain. Um, I don't know if it's due to pain or blood. Like, so, you know, some people pass out due to blood. But I've seen people... Blood loss, just to be clear. Yeah, no, blood though. Like, you know, just that little bit of blood and they're just like, oh... The side effect. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, oh, okay, effect. sorry. Yeah, not blood loss. Like, I, I, I remember this one incident where it was a rodeo and fella, uh, the bull bucked up into his nose and he broke his nose Aww. and the rodeo culture is really interesting because they put on this great big facade no it's all good they don't really like medical help but about 20 minutes half an hour later they'll come up to you and just say <laughs> oh my ribs really hurt or oh, my leg doesn't feel right anyway this young fella came up to us um and his nose most likely is fractured um and then the pain started increasing increasing and he just passed out and oh, wow! Yeah, and I woke up and it's just like oh, I pass out to pain and things like that. So, yeah, he yeah, is a physiological response, but I'm not sure if it's a decrease in heart rate, decrease in blood pressure, or why the person actually faints. Um, so I should really kind of look that up. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean, it's interesting yeah. that situation you mentioned there too, because it's almost as though um, the the rider was pushing away the pain, pushing away the pain. Mm. And, and once and they knew they had a medical help, they could sort of... Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, but that's also the adrenaline effect where oh, adrenaline yeah, is a good analgesic. Yeah. Like those people who get hurt in sport and um, in high-stress situations uh, won't experience any pain, but then they get this delayed effect and it's like, ah, oh, that, that really does hurt. I should get that checked out. And turns out they've got three broken ribs. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, yeah. we might talk a bit more about stopping the pain in just a moment. Um, but for the for now, let's have a little bit of music. And uh, this is a semi-painful song, I guess. This is, uh, <laughs> is this music therapy? This is music therapy. Well, it's, you know, you can imagine. Um, this is Kiss with a Fist by <laughs> Florence and the Machine. <laughs> Kiss with a fist there from Florence the Machine. I wonder how painful a kiss with a fist... Well, the kiss with a fist would be pretty painful. I, I think that's getting punched. That is. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but in a nice way. Unless nice... somebody had a fist for a mouth. Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unfortunate. That yeah. would be. Uh, I guess you could, like, mash I feel potato like we... pretty well. Well, that's true. I feel like we could make a pretty it. good romantic comedy. <laughs> Man born with a fist for a mouth. Will he ever find love? And and does he just randomly meet a lady with a fist for a mouth as well? And well, maybe he meets across a, from a pier or something. Like maybe that he and... meets a lady who has a glove for a mouth. <laughs> oh dear! I think we're getting sidetracked here. <laughs> It's 11.26am, you're listening to Fuzzy Logic on 2XXFM Community Radio right here in Canberra. Broderick here with Phoebe in the studio and special guest paramedic Liam. And if you haven't guessed already, today we're talking about strange people. No, we're not talking about strange people, we're talking about pain. Pain is the theme of the show today. And before the break, we were talking a bit about the... um, analgesic effect of uh, adrenaline uh, mm. and you were saying Liam that people often uh, feel like uh, they're okay um, when the pain first happens but then because uh, they're playing sport or something like that they've got adrenaline going and it's all good um, and yeah I was going to have a little look at anaesthetic and I was just wondering uh, you know because stopping pain is a huge thing and being a paramedic you drive out to people in pain is that like your first priority when you arrive with people to stop that pain uh, no that's actually on the lower scale of things we got to look for make sure if they don't have an airway obstruction if they're breathing correctly and then they've got circulation so your doctor or DRABCs or yep. doctors now because the S now stands for send for help um, oh. and and then we'll address the pain uh, later on down the track we, so we want to make sure there's nothing life threatening going on um, and then we'll like, alright we'll get to your pain now and people say oh no you never die from pain you never die from pain but actually um, you can who says that may well, I ask well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably medical medical people because they got other stuff to address. Right. But think about um, when you're having a heart attack. Heart attack's painful. Mm. You're releasing adrenaline because it's a stressful circumstance. Adrenaline increases your heart rate, increases your oxygen consumption, increases ischemia, which causes heart damage, hypoxic heart cells. So what we want to do when, say, if we go to someone with a heart attack, is reduce their pain so they're not consuming as much oxygen in their heart, um, 
and therefore hopefully uh, lessening the damage from uh, that blockage in the coronary artery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, when people say that, I was like, no, no, you can actually die from pain. Or it's a contributing factor. <laughs> I guess you probably yeah. just don't say that for people who... Are having a heart attack. No, well, I mean more people who are <laughs> yeah. sort of like... Oh, I stubbed my toe. I'm gonna die from this pain. Ah! And you're like, no, no, no. You, you know. No, and that's quite an interesting one where you're talking about the perception of pain. It's very individualistic. It's a subjective experience. Um, and when we always say we all, we have the pain scales from one to ten, ten being the greatest amount of pain, zero being no pain. Uh, we'd ask them, oh, what's your pain between that? And we and people might like to colour up as well. It's like, oh, 10 being like um, me cutting your arm off with chainsaw or a bear <laughs> mauling you or something. So that's that's 10 out of 10. And people yeah. will say, oh, I got 9 out of 10 pain for a stubbed toe. Um, but that's that's their perception of it and that's what they're experiencing. You can look at the physiological side, so blood pressure, heart rate. Um, level of wimpiness. <laughs> Yeah, level of wimpiness, that can be measured on a machine, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's an objective measure right there. Yeah. Um, but you can look at those other things to help determine. But at the end of the day, um, if they're experiencing that amount of pain, we just have to address it and um, uh, give them some pain relief. Yeah, well, but your pain... Even, even though myself, I'd be like, oh, just yeah, suck it up yeah. and walk it off kind of stuff. But, wow, yikes! But, like, if you say a stub toe... Um, but yeah, have you if ever been called to a stub toe? Uh, no, I haven't been a sort uh, called to a stub toe. I've been to a guy who has toe kind of really uh, destroyed by a heavy piece of machinery falling. Oh, that's yeah, very that different. would actually be painful. Yeah, that, <laughs> but no, interesting thing. He didn't want any pain relief. I was like, I was because we were we were going like when we were going to it, we we're like, oh, this guy's going to be excruciating pain. Um, it's really bad. We get there. How bad's your pain? Ah, uh, three out of ten. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. And we're just like, Are you sure you don't want pain? Ah, uh, no, I, I box. Like, it, so he's like, I'm used to kind of oh painful stimuli. Yeah. Did his toe look like? Did it look cartoony flat or just no, like no, no, no. It, it had kind of split in half. Oh, I didn't <laughs> want to know. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was quite interesting because so, that instance when we talk about stubbed toes, I would be like, oh, I would be excruciating pain. I would just want. The hardest drug you got, you're carrying. Yeah, give it to me because it looked quite painful. Oh. Um, whereas he was just, nah, no, it's all right, man. It's fine. It's all cool, wow. isn't that strange? Yeah. So when you do arrive at the scene and and if someone doesn't refuse the pain treatment because they're not a boxer um, yep. and they want it, what's what's the 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 drugs that you normally give them? Is um, is there a level depending on? Yeah, there's what a it level. Is? So there's yeah. a level like you can go from your basic kind of pain interventions which is just rest and reassurance uh positioning yeah um things like that and then um you can start you with, with your pharmacological interventions so green whistle yes yes that's what uh, you often see on um TV shows and, yeah, and like that. Yeah, so yeah. what's in that green whistle it's called a, a drug called methoxyfluorine or pentrain um and it's an anesthetic analgesic um, sorry what is it what i, uh, I don't watch these programs what is it <laughs> So the green, green whistle. whistle. So ima- yeah. imagine a, a don't give me a, the name. Long, what is yeah, it? Yeah, no. So imagine a, a long plastic. It almost looks more like a kazoo, like one of yeah. those giant plastic <laughs> kazoos. Um, Are you train? Yeah, you know, ten, I've ten never heard it described long. as that, a kazoo. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you yeah, just breathe on like you're playing a kazoo. Yeah, um, except you've got to breathe in, not yeah, out. Yeah, right. Yeah, so breathe in uh, through your mouth and out through your nose. So it's like a there's like a gas. Yeah, it's like a gas. So it's a we get in liquid form, but then we just. Um, it's got like a cotton wool type through it. Oh. You pour it through there and when you breathe in it, it vaporizes. Um, and then it takes a couple of minutes to get on um, to start actually kind of working. Yeah. But then um, it, it can be really uh, quite funny to watch people on it as well. <laughs> uh, they, they can, they can, some people will start telling the truth. I remember I went to this one about 15 year old uh, teenage boy he was you know teenage boys where they like to be tough and yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah okay. and he broke his arm playing sport or something like this and he's like no I don't want anything and we're like oh okay and the adrenaline started wearing off and he's like oh I'd like some pain relief so we gave him the green whistle so he's sucking away on it and and then they start to get this kind of slur and a bit of a droopy eye, whatnot. And he just starts bursting out crying. Oh! And we're just like, oh, what's what's the matter? He's like, I love my mum so much. <laughs> 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 oh, so, so, yeah. this is 
people can have interesting reactions to it. Uh, is that like that video of that kid who's coming back from the dentist or something? You know, it's on YouTube and there's yeah. that kid Dizzy. and he's, in, he's <laughs> in the back of the car and he's like, yeah, yeah. is this real life? So, and, and anesthetics can, uh, or, or analgesics can um, also alter your perception of the world and reality and things like that as well. Um, and that's like uh, your opioids. They, they, don't necessarily take the pain away, but they alter the perception of it. So it's not as um, distressing. So yeah. you morphine, your fentanyl, um, codeine, things like that. Um, sit in the opioid receptors, mu, kappa, and delta, um, and basically alter your perception. So you still be able to feel it, like, oh, yeah, I've got some pain in my leg, but it's not distressing. Mm. It's just yeah. like, so that, yeah, well, I, I that'd can be like, this. you know, women who get epidurals during birth, and they say yeah. they can sort of, they sort of can yeah, tell what's going on, but it's not different. painful. Yeah, because yeah, they're actually blocking um, the nerves Nerve carrying block. the path signals to your brain. Oh. Um, so in an epidural, um, it's uh, blocking the... the pain signals that originate at the bottom of the spinal cord there because that's where the pain signals mm. come from your pelvic region oh, um, okay. and, and a similar thing happens with um, Novocaine shots yeah, um, which dentists use or lignocaine so lignocaine. it's the same family uh, yeah. uh, sodium channel blocker so yeah. um, people sometimes with say broken legs hips or arms and things like this uh, doctors and some paramedics around the world um, depending on which service you go to can do a nerve block um, and that's where they do injection into the actual nerve itself and give a Novocaine or lignocaine and that just stops um, the signal being passed, oh, wow. stopping the polari- depolarization yeah. of that cell. Mm. No, it's interesting yeah. you mentioned opioids, though, because mm. I mean, they, they opium yep. was one of the first um, anaesthetics that people used. Opium and alcohol were, were mm. two treatments that people yeah, yeah. had, and not quite as effective as today. And but uh, biting to get... on a leather strap. Yes, yes. Well, that's right. I mean, and it was. Uh, I mean, can you imagine it? Like just being treated without anything happening. Um, you to probably you. would pass out. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we made our way through to from opioids and alcohol into more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Yeah, yeah, but I wonder if you know, years and years and years from now, if they sort of look back and they're like, ha ha ha, they were using their little whistles and whatnot, whereas now we use. I don't know. Magic. I imagine, imagine it would be a chip in your brain. You just flick a switch and then just stop the pain from their area Ooh, that would be yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be dangerous though because like as we've talked about earlier like pain is is sending us important signals mm. if we could just flick a switch that well, isn't that what they say chronic pain is it's your brain is stuck in the on position for pain even though the wound or whatever has essentially gone away still healed yeah yeah, yeah so i mean that would be interesting to see if we could just flick that switch. I mean, I, th- I feel like, though, like for, for chronic pain sufferers, certainly it would be helpful, but mm. for, for just general every day, it could be dangerous. Yeah, well, don't they say that, you know, there is a concern if there are people out there who don't feel any pain and it's a big risk because they could be leaning on a hot stove and they wouldn't know. Yeah, it's a like a congenital condition where people are born without pain receptors or the ability to feel pain. Um, and especially when they're children, they have all these problems with their gums and tongue because they just end up biting into it and don't realise. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's really distressing. But it's distressing for the parents because they're like, oh, no, my poor child, and they have that empathetic response. But the child doesn't feel anything. Mm. So the child just goes on like it's everyday <laughs> kind of issues. But it's quite interesting you bring that up. There's a um, town, a small town in northern Sweden. I can't remember its name. It's... Got one of those O's with the cross through it. I'm not sure. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> a name that's all symbols. Or yeah, something. yeah. It looks like an Sorry, IKEA product. Yeah. Um, but of this town, 40 people have this uh, congenital condition where they can't feel pain. Um, Are but, they all related in that? Yeah, town? of course they would probably. Well, a small town they would have some kind of genetic components. So very similar. Mm, yeah. But yeah, uh, I know. Imagine living your life without pain, because because it would be linked to fear as well yeah i mean there were studies that were done um with pain uh increasing uh with uh worry and stress uh as well so i mean and i think that all kind of feeds into it is those those negative feedback systems that we have that are that are all quite important to make sure we're you know looking after ourselves Mm. um but it, it could be interesting it would certainly be um you know, you often hear of uh, footy players pushing through the pain and getting the dulling the pain and that sort of thing for the the final match or that. But then the injuries that they do after that are just much yeah. worse because they've pushed through their body 
telling them don't do it, and uh, they've pulled more ligaments or done more muscle damage or, or things like that. Oh, but that's the thing. Where's the line, though? You know, people would watch rugby and whatever and be like, yeah, get on, look at him go, pushing through. But then people would watch football, football, as in, like, soccer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they get, you know, grazed and they're on the ground <laughs> moaning and what a bunch of wimps and... Come on! Where's oh, the line, some, you know? Yeah, but there's some strategy involved with that as well because <laughs> soccer is supposed to be a non-contact sport. Uh, you're close to a goal or close to the goal area. Yeah. Um, you want to kind of either have... Increases your chances of scoring. So people will uh, fake injuries, which does kind of shed that negative light on the sport yeah, uh, yeah. but I mean, yeah, yeah. Sp- speaking of strategies we talked about anesthesia as being one strategy to deal with pain yep. but uh, well, I just want to make a distinction oh, between anesthesia and analgesia please because uh, anesthesia is associated with um, that loss of consciousness yeah. but people can still experience pain and they can still have physiological response so you can be um, put on an anesthetic um, but if you're not given a analgesic as well, your ba- your body will still respond to the pain. Oh. So your oh. heart rate can go up, your blood pressure can go up and whatnot. Um, so is that why the anaesthetist role is really important there to, to make sure that mix of anaesthesia to analgesic is yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but the problem is with those two because they uh, usually anaesthesia and analgesia, um, they can have some problems with, lowering your blood pressure too much or dropping off your respiratory drive and things. So that's why it's really important for anaesthetists to um, get it right. And that's why they um, have so much years of training because there's wow, a lot of Wow, I always thought they just got it. paid big bucks to stand around. I mean, I didn't realise there was <laughs> yeah, so yeah. much into it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm, no, interesting. So, yeah, so that's that's the uh, the drug way to deal with pain. Um, mm. But, of course, there you mentioned, you know, the non, um, non-pharmacological routes such as just uh, rest and um, positioning and, and, and reassurance yep. and that sort of thing. But there's an interesting study um, that's come out of the UK that talks about another uh, non-chemical way to deal with pain, and that's by... It's not Reiki, is it? Reiki, no. no, no. I've, I've, I've been to a scene where someone's doing Reiki on, on oh, someone's been hit by a car. And, yeah. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh... No, this one, this one may have caused you to do what's suggested in this next study, uh, which is swearing um, to help with pain. We can't give any examples on the show, but no, I'm sure no, you no. all know what swearing yeah. is. Profanities. Yeah, profanities. <laughs> no, and it's interesting. This study was done in the UK um, with uh, 67 undergrad students. Um, <laughs> and they did a, guinea pigs. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And, and they did a test which is called the cold presser test. Um, and what happens in that test is students are instructed to submerge their unclenched and non-dominant hand into cold water for as long as they can stand. Um, and while their hand's in the cold water, in this test, they had to say one word over and over and over. Now, to make it a fair scientific test, you couldn't have everyone saying swear words um, and you couldn't have people saying no words either because maybe just saying a word helps get rid of that pain. your control. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So as part of the study, students were either asked for their top five words they might use after hitting themselves on the thumb with a hammer Mm-hmm. Um, which was the swear word list, or they might get them to list their top five words to describe a table. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid, yeah. solid. That's right. So the Whack. first... <laughs> Rustic. <laughs> That's right. So the first word that they put in their list, which, whichever one they were asked for, was the word they had to repeat over and over while they had their hand in the water. Um and what they found was that uh, they w- did it without saying anything. Uh, sorry, they did it saying a word and saying the profanity. And the people who repeated the profanity uh, kept their hand in the water for an average of 40 seconds longer. Wow. Yeah. Oh, isn't the study that won the Ig Nobel Award? It, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, award. back in two thousand nine. Um, that's right, and it's it's crazy. And interestingly, not only were they able to keep their hand in longer, but they found a similar pattern in their heart rate. Um, the, their heart rate rose a bit when they were saying a neutral word, but it rose even higher when they were saying their profanity. Oh. So they were pumping more blood round when they were saying the swear word. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I like the sound of this test. <laughs> well, actually, like is the wrong word. They did a follow-up on that one, and yeah. they found um, people who don't swear too often, 
um, when they did swear in the test, they had a higher analgesic effect. So the pain uh, wasn't as bad compared to someone who uh, uses profanities quite often, didn't have a greater analgesic effect as someone who didn't swear that often. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, we were talking about the uh, test here, and we were talking about a pain challenge mm-hmm. today. The challenge we, is on. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we really built this up for me. This, this <laughs> we thought that this cold presser test uh, might be a good way to test the pain levels between genders. Mm-hmm. Uh, female and male, you versus me, Phoebe. Um, and so I think... <laughs> For we'll be... all of womankind. That's right. And, and this is gonna... statistically significant, yeah, right? Exactly, yes. exactly. Sure. Um, so what I think we need to do is um, we need to get a bucket of ice. And mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't do it in the studio. Okay, uh, let's, let's go outside. All right, let's do this. And Liam, uh, you watch the station. Yeah, we'll play a bit of music before while we make our way outside and get ready for this. Uh, so while we're waiting, actually, this is a good one. Because, you know, it describes pain. This is uh, Missy Higgins with All In My Head. Okay, so we've come outside. It's nice and warm. There's a breeze. It's birds chirping. Children skipping, I assume. It's deceiving for the pain that's about to happen. We used to go hand in this ice bucket. Broad's looking very nervous. Uh, but it's going to be fun, right? I, I don't think so. No. All right. Well, we better get this ice into the bucket. Okay, we've got our little bucket. Yeah. I'll put mm-hmm. ice in. Oh. In. The bucket. Everywhere. <laughs> into the bucket <laughs> helps. All right, so we've got a whole ice water mixture there. Where's our temperature gun? What is it? Zero. <laughs> Zero. That's you know that's lovely, isn't it? Definitely. Well, let's see. What's the, what's the temperature of your hand at the moment? Which which hand are you going to do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to do my uh, left hand. Let's do left, left hand. hand. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Your hand is 34 degrees. Right. Let's so see how it goes. 34 after. to zero is a is a big change. You think your hand's going to get to zero? <laughs> no problem. Hopefully not. <laughs> I think that would be dangerous if yeah. my hand got to zero. Don't try this at home. All right. Are we ready to do this? Yes. I'll take the timer. Okay. Okay. Ready? Three, two, dunk. <sighs> oh, my gosh. That's that's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was expecting cold, but it's yet yeah, this is colder than I was expecting. Um, oh. <laughs> This is this is painful. Um, in what way is it? Because <laughs> um, from where I'm standing, it looks like you just got your hand in ice. No big deal. Oh no! Wait. <laughs> He's flexing it's, his other hand a lot. Oh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like cold pushing down onto my hand. My forehead is sweating at the moment. Oh, <laughs> this is oh. <laughs> This really hurts. Like, I didn't think it would... Oh, and it's going up my arm. I can feel it in my bicep, in my tricep. Oh. Oh. oh, how long have I gone? Please tell me that's a decent amount of time. I don't feel like I should... Oh, no. <laughs> it's all right. I'm slowly losing feeling. This is going to be good. Do you like the film Frozen? I could sing it to you to get you through. Oh, oh no. he's twitching his little feet. <laughs> is it helping? I think it is. It's distracting me. Um, the neighbours are looking wondering why he cries. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Do you is... want a time check? Yeah, please. We've made it to one minute and 20 seconds. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh. His oh, head is down. Oh, no, I'm done. Done. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh, look at my hands shaking. They are shaking. Oh. And it's actually, it's, it's really shaking. It's bigger than my other hand. And it's a little slightly, bit red. Okay, just to clarify, it's slightly bigger. It's not slightly, like it has a no, 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 but it has swollen, which I wouldn't have expected. Um, a little bit red. A little and red. Yeah, it's just <laughs> involuntarily shaking. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> I'm sure your hand will be fine eventually. Oh, all right, hold on. I'm going to warm it up a little bit. Oh, wow, that was much more painful than I thought it would be. Yeah? Like, much more painful. How long did I make? One minute twenty nine. One minute twenty nine. That's okay. That's uh, that's decent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally, totally more painful. Um, 
the the cold was kind of all encompassing, all embracing on my hand, and and that was about all I could think about. I but think. you said you were sweating, so that doesn't uh, make any well, sense at all. Yeah, not on my forehead. Like my forehead was sweating. Yeah. Maybe it's just because it's hot outside. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to dry my hand off. Okay, I think unfortunately now it's my turn. All right, but before you go, Phoebe, because I warmed it up a little bit, we have to put some more ice into the bucket. Oh, that seems Done. pour some more in. Not cool. Well, very cool. Yeah. There we go. Okay. More ice. Good, good. Done. Done. All right. Temperature. Temperature, temperature reading. It is looking like. Oh, it's colder for me. No, it's just, it's just, it was minus two when my hand was in there, oh, sure. Yeah. It was just a cool okay, thing, right? My hand? I'm going to use my left hand as well for um, scientific accuracy. Your hand is at 32 degrees? Mm. See, that's all right, because your hand's colder than mine was, right? Was it? Oh, I guess it was mine was 35. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, oh, so... You get a long way to fall. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the uh, stopwatch. Okay. How are you feeling? You ready to go? Mm, I'm concerned by how much this is going to hurt. <laughs> I thought this was a good idea when you suggested it. Now that it's in action, I'm uh, I'm not pleased. Okay. All right. We're going to give it a go. Let's count down. Three, two, one, go. All right. Her hand is under the ice. It's uh, this stuck is in... Bad. This is This is really bad. <laughs> You weren't expecting it to be that bad? No! I went in here really cocky, like, I'll be able to do it, whatever, it doesn't even matter. It's really hurting. How is it hurting? You're looking pretty normal, you're looking pretty chill. Chill? Oh my (laughs) gosh! You're making puns at this point? I'm getting... Oh no, everything's going numb, everything's going numb, and there's pain all around my fingernails. Oh, I didn't feel it around my fingernails, that's different. You're making very high-pitched noises. I'm not happy. Oh, my gosh. There's eyes under my hand. Oh. Just remember, this is a family show, Phoebe. Just deep breaths. You're, taking, you're inhaling. For, your face is getting red. I can see it on your face. You're getting red. Everything's going into this. Oh, my gosh. Can I please have a time check? All right. It's one minute. Oh. This is really unpleasant. Can I just say, if you're ever thinking about doing this, just don't. If you ever need to get a drink out of the bottom of the esky, just don't. Well, that's the thing. I, you know, we normally stick our hands around ice and touch it and that sort of thing, but not for this extended period and not with as much wrapped around it. Oh. <laughs> no, I can't do it anymore! <laughs> oh, you're not going to believe this. Your time, Phoebe, was... One minute twenty nine. <laughs> oh, take the temperature of my hand. Oh yes. Oh, it's like on fire, but cold. All right, and oh. it is thirteen degrees. Oh, that's not okay. <laughs> How's it's, it feeling now? It's shaking a little bit. Yeah. And it's—I wouldn't say my hand is swollen or terribly red, but gee whiz, that hurts. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm curious because, yeah, you're, you, you've reacted in a very different way. Like, you had pain under the fingernails. I was getting cramps up my arm. I wonder if I'd last it longer if I get cramps up the arm. But <laughs> Maybe it's out. transferring the pain through oh. our body. Yeah, I feel, like, hot. Like, the, I just worked really hard. <laughs> I'm all clammy. All right. Well, now I think we need a, a good cold drink. We'll stick some ice cubes <laughs> in. <laughs> and uh, we're going to dry ourselves off out here and uh, head back into the studio. But we'll play a little music before we do that. And Sounds good. Play some warm music. <laughs> All right, we'll see what we can find and we'll see you back in the studio in just a moment. You're on Community Radio 2XXFM. To find out more about getting involved, head to our website, 2XXFM.org.au. All right. doing that wholeheartedly. <laughs> it was hilarious for my end. <laughs> Yeah, we're back in the studio, and yes, that was a challenge and a half. I, I feel like I, I actually reread this cold presser test that they did. They were at five degrees, so we were even like colder than the, wow. the test that they did in um, in this study. So I wish we'd found that out before we did. <laughs> we could have used slightly warmer water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you but, hear that, listeners? I hope you appreciate we do. all we, that we do. That's right. Everything that gets put into a Fuzzy Logic episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't do much in um, 
pushing the uh, the gender divide in terms of pain. No, um, we really which didn't. Didn't show anything further. Um, it's interesting. They did um, the in the cold press test with the swearing. Um, they found that. Uh, Men uh, could withstand the cold water for a bit over two minutes, while women could go a bit over one minute, um, which is interesting. But then Mythbusters did the same test as well, Um, and they found that women endured the ice bath for about 16 seconds longer than men. Ice bath? Or just, oh, like, oh, was it just the, the hand? Hand, hand, oh, hand, oh, hand okay. ice bath, yeah. 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 So it's interesting. And, in fact, women who'd given birth without painkillers outdid everyone in this test as wow. well with Mythbusters. So, I bet they walked in there with such swag. Like, <laughs> hey, and you don't even know, man. Exactly, exactly. And so this is the interesting thing. Like, uh, clearly this isn't a definitive test between you and me today, Phoebe. I, I think <laughs> We're not going to journal this one up? No, no, we've got more challenges we need to do. Um, but it it does. Uh, but there is a lot of research out there that shows that uh, gender differences actually play a role in the way we feel pain, um, and it's it's kind of important for people to study this because the more we understand pain in different people, the more we can uh, put the right uh, drugs towards yep. um, mm. tailor the approach. That's right. That's mm. right, and make it uh, even more effective for different people. So, uh, you know, we haven't had a look at uh, the pain system in its entirety today, um, but we can uh, conclude that you and I can tolerate about the same level of pain. Um, although the question is, and we didn't look at this, they said non-dominant hand in the test. Oh, I'm see... Le- I'm left-handed. I'm right-handed. Uh, we both used our left. I think I would have flogged you then. <laughs> I feel like if we're going on conclusions, I would have flogged you the end. Okay, good. Bye. <laughs> Uh, well, unfortunately, on that note, we do have to wrap up, and I hate to give Phoebe the last word. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we will have to finish up for the day. Uh, as painful as this episode has been, uh, it is time to come to an end. Thanks very much for joining us today, Liam. Uh, no worries, Broad and Phoebe. It's been a pleasure. It was it was good to have your expert uh, uh, knowledge. I won't call myself an expert. Just well, uh, practical like, knowledge. Yeah. Oh, plus, you got to listen knowledge. to us make really weird noises as we put yeah. our hands in Yeah, if I heard those out of context. (laughs) Indeed. Well, on that note, note, (laughs) we've prepared something a little bit special. I think so, Phoebe. We do have, uh, we've managed to quickly edit up some of the uh, pain noises that we had (laughs) from that, and we thought we might finish today with a song. Uh, Which song is it, Brian? Well, it's uh, Jump Around from The House of Pain. So. So this is a special treat for you listeners. Phoebe and I remix to House of Pain, Jump Around. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Fuzzy Logic. Thanks for coming in, Phoebe. Thank you. And we'll see you again next week, listeners. Here's House of Pain, Jump Around. (sighs) This is really bad. (gasps) Oh, no, everything's going numb. Oh, oh, this really hurts. Oh, oh, oh. 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 No, I can't do it anymore. No, I'm done. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. 